How Google Works by Eric Schmidt. One sentence summary. How Google Works shines a light on the hiring and operating processes of Google, which have enabled it to come up with great products continuously and stay visionary over the past 17 years. My favorite quote from the author is, Innovative people do not need to be told to do it. They need to be allowed to do it. Eric Schmidt. After looking into visionary companies yesterday, I have no doubt that Google would have been on this list had it existed back then. How Google Works was published in late 2014. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt and Jonathan Rosenberg aim to give readers a peek inside Google's mind. They lay out lots of rules and principles that Google's leaders have used to stabilize Google during its rapid growth and keep it innovative. Here are my three key takeaways from the summary on Blinkist. 1. Don't try to inspire, try to attract inspired people. 2. It's okay if decisions take forever, as long as everyone agrees once they're made. 3. Give your employees room to be creative. Let's take a look at each one. How Google Works Lesson 1 Don't try to inspire, try to attract inspired people. This answers the question, what's the best process for hiring people? Here's the story. Larry Page saw a Google page with really badly designed ads on it. He printed it out and pinned it on a board in the kitchen and wrote, These ads suck, next to it on a Friday evening. A team of engineers saw the note and decided to tackle the problem, over the weekend. They used their free time to work together and solve this problem, and by Monday the issue was resolved. What's the lesson here? Inspired employees are more important than inspiring leaders. Page didn't give them a great motivational talk about why Google needs these ads to be perfect. He just pointed out a problem, and because the engineers were already inspired people, they decided to give it a go. How do you get inspired employees? By creating the right company culture. This comes back to your core ideology. What are your values? What's your purpose? Why do you do things? Make sure your values are inspiring and your leaders won't have to be. If you have a great set of values, the right kind of people will be attracted to your company. The kind that's ambitious, not driven by money, and smart. Google calls them smart creatives. How Google Works Lesson 2 Let decisions take forever, but make sure everyone's happy when they're made. This answers the question, what's a new way to think about the decision-making process in organizations? The only way to keep those smart, creative and inspired employees is to treat them as equals when making decisions. That means sometimes decisions will take a lot of time, but that's okay, because in the end, employees will always support the final decision. Smart creatives want to be 100% that the decision is the right choice, so they won't follow suit if they're not. For example, when Sergey Brin disagreed with an engineer, he suggested half the team should follow him and half the engineer. Eventually, the entire team followed the engineer because he had the more convincing solution. This is actually highly efficient, since everyone will be dedicated to building the solution as best as they can, just because they believe it's the right way to go. However, sometimes you do need a decision fast, which is why Google had daily meetings about a deal with AOL in 2002 for six weeks straight. Since it was a pressing issue, they committed to give the decision some time each day to make sure a consensus was achieved before the deadline. How Google Works Lesson 3 Give your employees room to be creative. This answers the question, 
How can I get my employees to be innovative? In yesterday's Build to Last summary, I hinted at the fact that Google's 20% time, where employees get to spend one day per week on whatever fun little project they want, wasn't their idea. However, it's still a great rule. Hiring creatives is no good when you're not giving them the room to live that creativity. But creativity is exactly what's necessary to produce great ideas and products consistently. So create a company culture that encourages it. Here are a few ways Google does this. 1. The cafeteria has great food and it's free. This way, people can stock up on energy while exchanging with colleagues, which is often where the sparks of creativity fly. 2. Weekly, company-wide meetings are held, where people can submit questions to the founders beforehand. This encourages everyone to speak their mind. 3. As seen with 20% time or the decision-making, employees are given a lot of independence. They can make their own decisions and don't have to be afraid of punishment for doing something their boss doesn't agree with. 4. Google gives their employees ambitious challenges and difficult-to-reach goals, which is just what those smart creatives crave. 5. 10% of their budget goes to experimental projects, no matter if they tank. So make sure you not only hire creatives, but you also give them the space they need to get the most out of it. My personal takeaways from how Google works for 2017. Okay, so since I don't work in a corporate environment, I don't have a lot of thoughts to add regarding the practices. They all make perfect sense to me. They, they all sound very reasonable. Um, but because I have that feeling a lot when I read business books and I've had it about different principles from varying perspectives that sometimes are the exact opposite of one another. And I thought, hmm, that makes sense. And for another, I thought, hmm, that makes sense. Um, the add-on here I have, which I think is the most important part when you think about what kind of business practice you want to implement, what kind of company culture and so on. I think there is no right or wrong in how to run a company. There's a million different ways you could run a company and I think the only thing it probably needs to be predicated on is who you are as a person. And that ties perfectly to the first lesson, don't try to inspire, try to attract inspired people. Because what I think is at the heart of any great company culture, no matter how different it is from another and, and no matter how it works at the core, is that the people are alike. So the people will share the same values. Um, they will probably think the same things uh, to spend your, your free time on are fun. They probably think about certain ways work should work. So maybe they all agree that there should be no meetings or, or maybe they all agree there should be meetings. Or So I don't think it matters at all. I just think that it matters that whoever founds the company, who starts the company, hires people that are like them. To sort of keep that, keep a large overlap of the values of the different people that come and join the organization. And it might sound obvious, <clears throat> but I don't think it's that obvious because when people do start these companies, they often write, read all these books, right? They think all of this and they think, oh, this sounds good, this sounds good, I like that, and so on. And then they try to model some perfect system they saw elsewhere instead of just list, tuning into who they are and trend, then trying to find the right people. 
Uh, yesterday, I was having ice cream with a friend who I hadn't seen in like five years. And as I was talking with him, I realized, man, that dude is really inspired. Like he loves his job. He loves his life. He loves his work. He gets he gets stuff done. <clears throat> and I thought, wow, that's really cool. And then I told him, like, ah, oh, like my master plan still is. And I always joke about that to at like 40 or so, like build a company and just hire all my friends from, you know, back in high school and so on. But just like hire the really inspired people. And then I jokingly said to him, we're probably not going to get past 15 people or so because I don't really know a lot of people who I consider who are as inspired and as hardworking and so on as me. So um, the, the field gets scarce. Like if you're really motivated, if you want to work a lot, there's not going to be many people. So, but that that's really the core, I think. People who are on your level, who are inspired, who just want to do stuff, And then figure out the rest as you go along. Just make sure you're aligned on who you are as a person. I think that's probably the only the only thing I can really see all these books share in terms of how to form a great company. So no right or wrong. Just make sure whoever you hire fits you. I think that's my main takeaway from all of these business books about company culture. So I hope that helps and see you on the next summary.